This is Liz Barron on WKNC 88.1 FM Raleigh, North Carolina State's student-run radio station, and you're listening to Mardrock, a podcast aimed at celebrating and bringing into focus music created by and for people of marginalized genders and sexualities. Throughout the life of this podcast, I strive to be constantly learning and changing my language and the way I think about things discussed on this podcast because I want to be the best vessel for these bands as I can possibly be. This episode features Gudia, an electronic slash experimental artist who samples everything from Bollywood songs to her own family videos. We talked about her experience in the music scene as a woman of color, her time at Manifest Music Festival, and her process of navigating music production. If you are a person of marginalized sexuality or gender working in the local NC music scene and would like to be on Mardrock, please email podcast at wknc.org. We're here with Kanchi, also known as Gudia. Um, Kanchi, I use she, her pronouns. All right, great. And I'm Liz, and I use she, her pronouns as well. Um, so how did you first get into music in terms of listening as well as creating? Um, I've always been really into music, I think, just from, like, my sister. And, like, um, I think most of my listening happened, like, on the bus to school. Like, I would just have, like, my CD player and just be, like, not really socializing, just like listening to music on the bus. And it's mostly just like stupid like boy bands and things. And then uh, bonded with a lot of my friends just through like um, the bands that we liked. Remember my first concert going to was Fall Out Boy in 2008. And it was like just so exciting to like see a band live. Like I didn't really understand what that was like before. Um, so I've just always been really into music, but it was always kind of like indie music and stuff. I got more into like the behind the scenes stuff when I actually started to DJ here on WKNC. Um, and I remember like when I started here, I wasn't really interested in DJing. I just wanted to do the graphic design for KNC. Like I was like, oh yeah, like music's cool, but I'm not like, I'm not like a DJ or like, um, somebody's trying to like curate music and stuff, but they like recommended it and I started to DJ indie music here and that was super fun. It was just like fun to like be on the search for like new bands and things and just like looking up lots of new music. And then my friend Alex um, started to come on with me sometimes on the radio and they would DJ like uh, electronic music and that was just kind of like the first times I like was listening to a lot more like experimental electronic stuff and I thought it was really cool. And so from there, things just kind of started to go into like, I transitioned my indie set on KNC into DJing like electronic music here. Um, and alongside that, I was also getting more interested in doing um, podcasts and like just editing podcasts. And it was like really fun to incorporate artist songs along with the podcast like the music and things and I um, am comfortable in a lot of software just from a graphic design background so doing things in like Adobe Audition and Audacity was really familiar to me so all of that was going on alongside um, and then I think in like uh, summer 2016 Alex just like suggested that we try out some production stuff um, and we formed a little uh, duo that was called Sandpact and 
within that, we just encourage each other to like keep looking up stuff about like production. We started working in Ableton and producing electronic music, which I still like. It, I mean, it's just like anything that we would throw in together on like Ableton. So it was uh, just like a huge variety of sounds, mostly just like found sounds from online or just like recordings that I had done. I was super into just like recording everything at that time. Like um, even now, like I, I just love the sound of like hearing something in the headphones that's happening like in real life. Um, so I would just like record a bunch of stuff and then like cut them up and put them into like a drum rack. And yeah, from there, things just like took off because there's so much you can do with it. Most of my like earlier music shows was uh, just DJing. So that was just like, uh, we'd like produce stuff and then just like DJ for shows and things. So, um, and then later it took on into more like quote unquote, like live set sort of thing. What made you take the jump from just DJing to your persona as Gudia? So I think I started to do more solo stuff in 2017 uh, was when I started to use the name Gudia. Um, and Gudia just means doll in Hindi. And I thought it was like, my mom calls me doll a lot. And um, I like the idea of like, just feel like I've always been treated kind of like a child or just like a really small, like little girl. Um, my name Kanchi also just means like little girl in Hindi. Um, and just wanted to like take that idea and like flip it around because I feel like I can be pretty like I want I wanted my music to be like very loud and kind of like in your face um, and also just like a little creepy but like still really cute <laughs> so I, I like that name and I felt like it fit me and it felt like it uh, it encompassed a lot of the sound that I wanted to do and also there's something really powerful with just having like an alias or like a different identity that you can express yourself under so I took that name and I started to, I think one of the first projects I did under that was, I would put out like mixes, but I contacted um, Sister, uh, which is like a little, um, a really cool label that's like um, centered around women and non-binary people. Um, and so I submitted like a mix to them. And that was really cool. It's I, I, th I would recommend for a lot of people to like do work. Do, do like music stuff and creative projects like with other people but then also like your solo work too because it's like a nice way to like balance it out so with sandpack like we will be encouraging each other to work on things and like whenever somebody gets stuck you know the other person can add on to it and then with Gudia, you know it just like puts more of um it's it's so like essential to myself um so everything like I put out under that is just like very much like, yes, this is like 100% me right now. And this is like all me that I'm doing. So I just like to have uh, those two things in my music. So what does a typical Gudia set look like? So the first time I did like a live set sort of thing. Um, well, I've gone through a lot of different sort of performances with it. Now the one that I've been doing, which I'm I really enjoy is um, I'll spend time putting together uh, sort of like a long mix with just like a bunch of different songs and things and some of my original productions um, and I'll put the mix together 
and then I will like um, sort of like remix it live using uh, Ableton Push. Um, so it's like a drum pad kind of thing. Um, and I'll like control all of uh, the sounds like live. But then before the show, I also put together visuals. So it's a different sourced found footage things from uh, different clips on YouTube or different home videos that I've recorded or like my family's recorded. And I'll create like a whole video that like matches up with the audio that I've put together. Um, and this is because I just really, really love the like experience when you're like at a show and you're listening to a song and like say the song starts to like speed up and then you're watching these visuals and the visuals start to speed up and you're just like, oh my God, and it's just like going really fast and then you like slow down again and it just like takes you into like a different place. I also like really hate people like looking at me when I'm performing. So it's just like another way to like get people to like look at something else or just like take sort of like that pressure off of me. Um, and it's also like I'm much more of the type of person who likes to plan everything. And um, like with DJing, it's a lot of improv. And so I get really anxious before my sets. But with uh, my other live set, like everything's kind of like laid out so that even if I mess up or anything there's like some cushion to fall back on so have a lot less anxiety with those shows um and then it's just really fun yeah I love to do like video work and visual stuff um I'm just like transforming my set as I go along trying to do a little more like live stuff more production trying to use my voice a little more um if last time I been like singing along with like some Bollywood songs and so that's helping me to like um connect more with the audience during it because normally when I'm like DJing or doing something like I never look up at anybody and I never like make eye contact with anyone but if you're like singing or using your voice it's a lot easier to like look at somebody which can be just like really uh, calming during a set like I'll see like my friend or something or just like try to connect with the audience more so much deeper like connection when you're actually like engaging with the audience mm -hmm. yeah it's a really fun show then what does it take to prepare for a set, like mentally, physically, emotionally? Mm -hmm. I'm a big, like, I didn't, I didn't realize how much I really enjoy just, like, putting on, like, a whole show for people. Like, um, I just really love to get dressed up. So I'll put on, like, a wig and I'll put on, like, a white silk thing. That's, like, my Guria persona. Um, I'll have, like, so many flowers last time. <laughs> at, the, at the show that you were at, the manifest show, um, I was, like, walking to the bathroom and then, like, these people were like, oh, I don't know if I want to stay for this one. Or like, oh, what's going on here? And then, or like, they were just like, I don't know what's going on here. We got like a little midsummer setup going on. <laughs> I just had like so many flowers and like white silk and like all this stuff. Um, so I normally like don't really like to talk to anybody before my set just because I'm like really anxious. And then um, just normally I'm, I'm I'm just always a mess. So it's like <laughs> I just try to get everything together. Um, but then like once I'm on like. I feel really comfortable and um, that it's, that's been a really nice shift this past year is to like once I start performing I feel very comfortable which like before it was like anxiety 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 throughout the whole set and so um, it's nice to know that 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 starts to go away. Yeah of course. Is there any genre of music that you haven't dabbled with that you would like to incorporate in some of your sets? Oh um, yeah there's like I, I really love the way that I've set up stuff so that I can kind of incorporate any song that I like into it. Um, but I would love to 
like do more of my own recordings with like instruments or things um or like collaborate with other folks um to do just like to incorporate like other instruments into my sets um I I really love songs that like have a really like like a big metal guitar riff in them or what, whatever you call it um so I'd love to just like remake some like just like classic rock songs like I love classic rock <laughs> I really want to do like a whole album that's just like remixes of like classic rock songs like like I love um WKNC but I also listen to the classic rock radio stations like so much because <laughs> it's just like they're just like so comforting and they just like remind me of like home and I know if I ever like move anywhere like I'll just like listen to these songs like I, I, I like go visit other places and I listen to their radio stations like damn like this sucks real <laughs> that's so funny um okay so where does your inspiration come from to make the music that you do there are like so many um it's like women and non-binary folks and people of color who are making a lot of experimental music that I really love. Um, when I first started to DJ electronic experimental music on KNC, um, I found a lot more people into like uh, Misa, for example, M-H-Y-S-A. Uh, I feel like I've like looked to them for a lot of their, like just the way that they can pull so many really like cute, beautiful silky aesthetics and then they're like their songs are so like powerful and different and they're not like I could tell that they don't follow any sort of convention when it comes to like pr production and things like they just do whatever they want to do with it um and I've, it's been very like influential for me to hear stories from people who like have not had any sort of education in music and just like just produce stuff on in their room with like earbuds and they don't have any like studio access or anything like that and um Fatima Al-Qadiri is another artist who I've seen I was like so fortunate to see her live performance at Moogfest and like her visuals were just so they, they just add so much to the set that I just really like that was like, okay, yeah, this could be like, this is always like worrisome to like have a show that like, like nice clear visuals are a requirement for it because it's hard to like book yourself as much because um, spaces might not have that. But that was like a show that I was like, okay, yeah, like it's like worth it for me to put this requirement on like my sets and stuff because it is just like a big part of it and so uh, yeah, lots of just lots of different like DJs and um, producers, and then a lot of like local folks too who just like have shown me how to how like they do production and like um, within like any any type of music. Like I do a lot of stuff with Girls Rock NC, and like a lot of the people there have showed me uh, just like the ways that they produce music or like how they started out and stuff. Um, yeah. So I know that you performed at Manifest. Uh, did you want to talk about your experience there a little bit? Yeah, Manifest was always really fun. Um, this was my second year performing because last year we performed as Sandpact. I like that 
the festivals, like the DIY festival um, that like centers women and non-binary folks, but they also like pay the people, the artists who are performing too, which is really cool. Um, I feel like a lot of times like stuff like that will happen, but the money like is going towards some like charity or something, but it's like, yeah, it's important. That's important too, but it's also important to like be paying these artists and stuff. So it's really cool that they like put on the festival themselves and then like um, pay all the artists. And then it's also just like a nice space to just like see everybody like all together in this one spot. Like I just know like in that, if any, I know like if anything happens at that show, like if anybody is being like aggressive or taking up too much space, like there's so many people in that room who will like speak up and say something about it. So that's really cool. Getting to the meat of the podcast, Marjok is about highlighting musicians of marginalized sexualities and genders and like perspectives on viewing music as a feminist act. So what are your thoughts on your place in the music scene? I think through my work with uh, Girls Rock, I've started to see a little bit more about like how important the stuff I'm doing is or girls rock and also just like my personal experience with it like before I was doing music um it's not that I was like a different person I just feel like I was very much like in in, like my shell I guess like and then once I started to like like I had like such bad stage fright like even like just me being here right now talking to this microphone is just like such a big deal when I was doing my DJ yeah (laughs) Like, when I was DJing, like, every time I would go on air, like, my heart would start racing. And I was just, like, I had to, like, script out exactly what I was going to say. And I would still mess it up every time. But, like, um, and just, like, when we were, like, performing first, like, as soon as I, like, got up on stage, like, I was just, like, so scared of things. Um, But, yeah, like, after a while, I started to get more comfortable being in front of people, get more comfortable um, talking to a microphone, talking on stage. I'm still like I'm still getting there, but it's like definitely changing a lot. And then along with that, I also um, just become like more social, more comfortable, like uh, talking to new people and people I've never seen before. Um, and just have made like so many like different connections. So I, I I feel like music has had just like such a positive impact on me. And I feel like the way I got into it was because of so many um things set up so like so like girls rock and see and with wk and c and all these orgs that are like helping music be more accessible to folks um it's just like so important because if i wasn't exposed to any of those things i like wouldn't have ever done it and then i i yeah i can like see what my life would be like without it and i would just still be like a very shy person afraid to speak up for anything i believe in and just like yeah like all these things changed because of it so I think it's really important to at least like open up these doors for folks if it's something that they might be interested in because the barriers um to get into music is like really intimidating and scary and so like for me I just didn't know how to play any instruments and I couldn't sing um I like just like I was I was so into indie and like I could just never picture myself in like an indie band, especially it was all like, first of all, all dudes. Second of all, if it was not dudes, then everybody was a little white. Um, so I was just like, oh, this is just like, this is just something I'm never gonna be able to do. 
Um, and then, yeah, started to seeing other people performing and, like, especially more in, like, electronic music. I felt like there was just, like, a little more, like, diversity in, like, the people I was seeing. Um, and then literally, like, when somebody showed me, like, Ableton and how easy it was to make a song in there, I was like, whoa, like, what? This is so easy. <laughs> like, and so I just want to, like, make sure that people know that even if they think that music's not for them, um, and I'm not saying, like, everybody should do music, but, like, if it's something that you're, like, kind of interested in, you kind of want to do it, but you feel like you don't have, like, the talent to do it, um, there's so many different things that you can do. Like, like my my live Gurdia said, like, there's only, like, 20% of that that's, like, me doing, like, production to it, but it's still a show, and it's still, like, a musical show that people enjoy. It's just, like, I tapped into, like, what I'm like what I'm good at and just like turned it into something. And there's like so many different ways that somebody could do that. And like so many different, like, that's why I like experimental music because it's just so open for that. Um, so I think my place in it is just like helping people, like it's just getting through that like one, that one door into it. Um, Cause like once you've gotten sort of a feel for it, you can just Go, and once you have like kind of like the vocabulary to like ask questions about things and stuff, then it's like easier to like Google things and all. Um, so just like for me, I just want to be able to reach people and help them like get into that space that they can feel comfortable like doing stuff on their own too and just like be there for support. You had mentioned that the electronic music community is pretty diverse. Would you want to talk more about what that experience is like? Mm hmm. Yeah, I would like, and it's not so diverse. Like, it's still definitely like really dude dominated. Um, but there are just like, I think a lot more people have found like a home in that. And I've found personally that like, at least like in this local scene, um, there's so many um, women and non-binary folks who are excited to um, teach me and collaborate with me and like show me stuff about music and like experimental music and electronic music because they know how like intimidating people make that world seem also um so there's just been like a lot of folks here who have helped who have like shown me how they use like their equipment and stuff and like maybe it's something that like I saw how I learned how to do like I saw their process and stuff and I just decided it wasn't for me but I still like have that knowledge and I can like apply it in different ways and things and yeah I feel like it's just like a kind of like a, a tight-knit community because there are like fewer people doing it there is that specifically in the Raleigh area or just like what you've seen as a whole in like the triangle yeah like um I feel like a lot of local folks here have been like really supportive for me and stuff um and then as I started to connect with more people online in different areas and things too like um, they've all also been like really supportive and excited for it. Music has always been something that like a lot of people can connect with. So um, with like Girls Rock, you know, like it's a way that we can get people interested and together in a room and like work on our like creative expression in a safe space where we might not always have. But then alongside that, we can have like these powerful conversations about um, things that we change that we can be making in the world. Does feminism slash activism have a place in your music? 
Yeah, I think my music isn't like explicitly like like well, sometimes I'll incorporate different things into my songs that is like a specific message and stuff, but it's never like the only reason why I'm doing things. I think more um music has helped me to find my own creative expression and find my own voice and find my place in my community where I can be more vocal about other things that I care about too. Um, but then of course there's also a lot of things that can happen with like um, throwing events and shows that are like uh, for a specific cause. And then also just like the act of, or just like throwing shows in general, like parties and places for people to convene and get together um I think it's like really important for those spaces to be safe for folks so with our music and our events and things too we're trying to contribute to these like safer spaces for people to come together and I think it helps a lot um like who is billed and who is playing that show yeah how in your music do you demonstrate your core values I guess what is the motivation behind creating your music and like what do you want listeners to feel one thing that really comes out with my music i think is just like my identity and place here in america being like second generation immigrant um and struggling to find like a home here with the collage type work that I do um I feel like I take there's so many different like aspects of my identity that feel really like disconnected and it's hard for me to um like figure out who I am and what my place here is growing up brown here mostly no other like brown kids in my school always feeling like okay I'm like like I grew up my whole life up until like high school just with my number one thing just like wanting to be white and just wanting to look like other people so that I could do these like certain things like I remember like specifically I would just like picture like Avril Lavigne and be like man Avril Lavigne is like the coolest person in the world and I will never be Avril Lavigne because I'm brown and I can't be this like cute pale dark haired girl and I feel like I lost a lot of things growing up because of that, but I also like gained a lot too with like trying to construct my own identity from all of my different interests. And so with my music, I just like take all of these things that are really important to me and try to like push them together into something that's like beautiful at times and also ugly at times, but also just like mean just trying to find like my place and stuff and I also try to just make things like really accessible to people um so like taking the audience also into consideration I want people to be able to connect with me on like different things I think that there's a lot of stuff about me that people can connect to in different ways and I don't really know if it's like a core value but it's just kind of like something that I want to make sure in my music is that it's like I guess it's like safe and accessible for people like like nothing is too like nothing is like triggering or nothing is like um too uncomfortable but it also like pushes you a little bit out of your comfort zone 
it might be something that you go into the show thinking that you're not going to be able to like relate to anything. You're not going to feel like emotion, but like I'm, I'm trying to get you to like connect and like feel something and like experience something while you're out. Speaking on your experience as a woman of color, do you feel as though Raleigh and like the Triangle area has done a good job of being inclusive to musicians like that? Yeah, I think definitely. I've really felt a lot of support from the community here. There's definitely like stuff people need to work on, but I I think that like whenever and whenever like an instance happens, like there's so many people who immediately come to that person's support, which is really nice. Um, and I think that Raleigh does a really good job of just like communicating with each other and talking through things. Um, where like I think I think we're kind of like shifting away from like the more harmful model of call out culture and into more of like an inclusive like um, calling people in and like supporting them through times when they may have like messed up something. And yeah, in general, I think that this community has been like really supportive and excited for me to like be doing music and stuff. So that's been really nice in a way that like I think I might not have gotten that same amount of support if I lived somewhere else. Yeah. Um. What would you change if you could change something about the triangle music scene? It's really difficult to have shows here a lot. It's just just kind of hard to be able to like make money off of it, especially um, for uh, experimental music and like DJ shows and things. I think that I would love if people tried to step out of their comfort zone a little bit with shows um, and just like attend something once in a while that they uh, are, don't normally go to, which I'm trying to do more too. I'm trying to just go to more like um, indie shows and punk shows and things and just like experience stuff because I think, I think people get really caught up in their bubble here and they just go to the same stuff all the time. Um, and I think people also need to be just like, just like a little less jaded about stuff here too. Like people are doing some really cool stuff, having some really cool events and things. Um, and a lot of times I feel like people will see something and they're like, oh, this looks stupid. But like, I think people could, could be a little more like open about that stuff. Okay, yeah. Do you have any advice for younger people that might be interested in experimental music? Um, I have so much advice. <laughs> I feel like just like try, try anything. Um, Talk to people who have access to resources and will let you like borrow stuff and mess around with things. Um, don't like don't buy an expensive piece of equipment like right off the bat. See if like somebody else has it that you can like borrow it, and mess around with it, and see if it's something that you would like. See if somebody will just like sell you their old gear, or let you borrow their old gear. Using like software, computer software tends to be like something that's really accessible for people. So if you have a laptop or access to a computer, there's a lot of free electronic software that you can download and um, mess around with. There's a lot of cool stuff on like iPads and iPhones or just like smartphones. Don't like limit yourself to what you think, what you've like been exposed to or what you've heard. Like experimental music can like really be anything. So I would just like look, like just do some like research looking up different artists and like find the sounds that you're like attracted to and things. Um, one thing that helps me a lot, because I don't have any sort of, like, <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but just, like, notes and, like, um, scales and things like that. I don't, I don't know any, like, 
music theory stuff yeah I don't have any like music theory knowledge so one thing I'll do is just like find like a song that I like and then try to like mimic it in my software um because it's never going to end up sounding the same it's always going to be really different um but that's like a way that you can sort of get past that like block of like making music um and then also like cutting up like existing songs and like um editing them and remixing them I think I started off first like my progression was like DJing and then making mixes in Ableton so like putting songs together as like a mix um and then remixing songs and then like production things so like and like the production stuff too is like you know you don't have to be building like every single drum out like you can like take another like like a small bit from a song and like loop it or something like don't ever like limit yourself to like any sort of like these like weird standards that people place on like electronic music and stuff Okay, awesome. Um, and in like the same vein of advice to younger people, if you could say anything to your 15-year-old self, what would it be? Be a little less jaded. <laughs> Talk to more people, make more friends, um, like make more art just for like the sake of making it and not for the sake of like showing it to someone. Collaborate with people like just be more like be more free don't worry so much about what other people think and like stop crushing on white boys <laughs> um anything else you'd like to plug before we go uh i just want to say like just pay attention to the people to the things people are doing in the area um you know if you have a cool idea here like look around and see if somebody else is maybe already doing something like that and see if you can just like support them. Um, whenever you're booking women of color, give them a guarantee, <laughs> pay them, be professional with like booking shows and stuff is like super helpful. Um, stop DMing people to book them. <laughs> it happens a lot. Um, and yeah, just keep like supporting the community and things that I, I, I love Raleigh so much, so <laughs> it's great here. So I got stuff on Bandcamp, um, G-U-D-I-Y-A dot Bandcamp dot com. Um, and then like that links to my other project, Sandpack 2, and to my like SoundCloud and stuff. I'm probably going to put up some, I got a YouTube, so I'm probably going to put up some of my visuals from last year up there. Um and I'll be going on tour in April, so look out for those dates and stuff. It'll be exciting. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yay.